Welcome to Life as a Freelance Writer, the content podcast, where I will show up weekly to share what I have learned as a writer, a freelancer, and a business owner. My purpose is to inform and educate, so I want to help you get the most out of yourself, whether you are a writer, an entrepreneur, or anything in between. Join me as I share my top tips, my struggles, and my triumphs to hopefully inspire or entertain. Remember, content is king, and that's why I love being the content queen. Hello gang, how are we all? Oh my gosh, what a week it's been. I am, my heart is so full right now, you guys. Like I am just feeling so aligned to my most incredible clients. Like this is a reality for everyone. You can have any client that you wish. Like they're out there. You just need to be open. You need to set your intention And you need to go after the people that you want to work with. And I am just buzzing. I just signed a new client on Friday. Shout out to Leticia from Essential Shifts. Now check Leticia out. She is just such a spiritual goddess. She is beautiful. Oh my God. I am so excited to be working with her, to be diving into all things spirituality and helping her audience get more educated and to just feel so abundant from her knowledge. So I am so excited. Um, so, so excited. So <clears throat> I just wanted to share with everyone. I've had a couple of really beautiful reviews lately, and I really want to share them with you all because like, I like, obviously you can leave a review if this podcast resonates with you at all. If you get something out of it, like I would be forever grateful, like honestly, and, and it helps more people be able to, you know, find the podcast, listen to the podcast, get more out of the podcast. So I am all for that. So I I had a review and I've seemed to have cut off the name, which upsets me. But anyway, the, the review says, actually, you know what? I'm going to get it up in my emails because I want to shout out to the person that sent it to me. If you, hot tip for everyone, um, if you want to see, because with podcasting, what happens is you don't always get um, the the reviews from, from international. So you won't see them on, you know, if you search the podcast, you're in Australia, you're not going to see the reviews for international. Um, so if you actually jump onto Chartable, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, if you jump onto Chartable, you can actually register your podcast and then you will get, um, I'm going to write that down. You're going to get the review sent to you, no matter, you know, where that person is located. So shout out to Nicole. Um, Nicole Ricardo is her Apple podcast name and she wrote actionable tips. I recently discovered this podcast while searching for podcasts specifically for freelancers, and I'm officially hooked. Gives me actionable tips, and this information is definitely applicable for more than just writers. A great listen for a freelancer in any industry. And oh my gosh, like how beautiful is that? So thank you so much, Nicole. And I know you sent that. That was in August, so that was a little while ago. Um, But I just, it's like, why have I not thanked people for this. Um, so, oh my gosh, so, so excited. Uh, and then I had another one from the travel doc and the travel doc says, uh, so much great info. And I've only just started listening and I'm really enjoying content Queens podcast. I do some freelance writing and I've really, I'm really interested in the information she provides and how I can apply it to my career coaching business. I can't wait to binge listen to more this weekend. Thank you for such, and it's been cut off, but we'll assume it says so much information or good tips or something like that. Um, And then, oh, thank you for such great information and ideas. Actually, I've just got the bottom of it. Um, And then I had a really beautiful message on Instagram and um, shout out to Tina who wrote this to me. And she said, I've been binging and listening to your podcast from the beginning in brackets sounds like a stalker. And I love your journey. I feel so inspired. Just want to let you know, everything you do is so amazing. And you make me, you make me feel like I resonate with you so much. So that was such a beautiful message as well. Thank you so much for, oh my God, you have no idea. This just makes this has made my whole month, my whole year, because like, that's why I started, you know, not only my podcast, but my business. Like I knew that there was just so much information out there that 
we didn't know about marketing, content marketing, and we make it just seem so hard like to ourselves. It's, you know, those blockers, whether it's the blocker, whether it's just lack of information. And marketing can seem quite daunting, quite sticky, quite icky, and like sales as well. And they go hand in hand. And I find it really interesting that in a lot of corporate jobs, marketing and sales sit separate. And to me, it's like so intertwined. It should be like one big team. And without one or the other, like it's really hard to do business. Like it's almost, oh, it's impossible to be fair. So, oh, so excited. And in saying that, if you feel like, you know, you want to learn more about how content marketing can work as a strategy for your business, how you can sell and cash in on your content and actually convert your clients, I do have my new group program. So uh, it's called Cash In On Your Content. It's showing coaches and online business owners how to create content that builds a community and sells with authenticity. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking and helping these um, self-content creating entrepreneurs who need more structure, more guidance and inspiration to create compelling and incredible content to attract their ideal client, to serve their purpose and make more money. And that's what I want to help you with. So if that sounds like something you need, the links are below. Uh, we're kicking off on September 30. I have a couple of different packages um, where you can work with me one-on-one, but they are all, of course, only to a limited amount of people. Um, so make sure that you grab your spot and come and join me. Like I'm inviting everyone to grasping my knowledge more deeper than just a potty. So um, yeah, definitely join me. Okay. Speaking of sales and speaking of marketing, I have the most incredible guest for you guys today. I'm so excited. I have just had so much amazing feedback about these guests. I have just gone for it. I have gone to the top, you guys. Like I was like, yep, I want these people on my podcast and you can do that too. I actually want to do some more content on that. So like come over to Instagram at content queen underscore Mariah and tell me if that's, you know, what topics you want me to, or what guests you want me to get on. Like you guys, I'll, I'll try my best, but definitely let me know. So I've got Taylor Ray on the show today and Taylor Ray is an intuitive business coach the creator of Sacred Funnels and the queen of blending the woo with the work. A five-star podcast host with an audience of over 60,000 women, Taylor shows up daily, teaches female entrepreneurs how to blend spirituality with strategy to create the impact and income they're here for. Serving clients all over the world, Taylor guides women who want to build intuitive, intentional, impact-creating online businesses through the divine process of showing up sharing their light, and trusting in sales funnels and systems that serve them. What an amazing bio. And I loved talking. Taylor and I were so aligned. Like we're very masculine in our energy. Um, We are just doers. We're very, you know, systematic structure. Like Taylor and I had such a beautiful chat. Like I really, really loved chatting with Taylor and she shares so much information. Like, oh my gosh. So let's check out the interview that I did with Taylor Ray. Okay. Thank you so much, Taylor, for joining the show. Can you please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business? Amazing. Thank you for having me, love. I'm excited to be here. Um, So my name's Taylor Ray. I'm the creator of Sacred Funnels. I'm an intuitive business coach. Basically what I do is I help soul-led businesswomen to build out systems that serve them as they serve the world. So helping them to set up sales funnels, but to see it in a way that is sacred and comes from a beautiful place of alignment while we're setting up automations and processes and all of that magical stuff. I love it. You make funnels sound so exciting and I just love it so much because you just put this spin on it that's just like, yes, I'm going to do this. Mind you, I did tell you I set up a funnel and then accidentally made it as a dollar and someone bought it. (laughs) Perfect. It's perfect validation. (laughs) So let's, yeah, it's so funny. I was like, oh, I need to go fix that. Um, (laughs) So let's chat funnels. And for those who don't really know, you know, what funnels are or how to sort of define them, can you please explain a little bit about what funnels are and how they can help um, business owners and, and entrepreneurs. Yeah, of course. So ultimately, like when we think of a sales funnel, you really want to think of it as something that is set up that, like I said, it's serving you and it's also serving your audience. So that's my biggest thing with it is like, 
before anything else, a lot of the time we have this belief system that sales funnels are like dirty or icky or sleazy or something like that. But my whole thing is like, no, 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 like this is you being of service. So ultimately it's you having a system set up that someone can enter into at any time, whether they're purchasing something or whether they are opting in for something that is free and then taking them through a beautiful divine guided nurturing sequence that, you know, they can then purchase right there and then they can purchase other things and they have the opportunity to work with you or they can go off into email sequences and things like that and be nurtured long-term and then again, become customers and clients and things over time. Yeah. I love the way you explain that because it's true. I think there is like a mindset around funnels. It's like, Oh, I'm just trying to get more money out of people or, you know, but at the end of the day, people aren't going to know what you have to offer unless you tell them. Um, So I love the way that you explain it. It makes it just sound so, so comforting. And so, like you said, nurturing, I love it. So, um, can you just touch on a little bit of the the different types of sales funnels that people can implement? I know you sort of mentioned them briefly, but um, I think, you know, when we say funnels or sales funnels, there are like different sort of routes you can go down. So mm-hmm. I would love for you just to touch on some of those. Of course. And like what you said before, you know, like the whole thing is like selling is sacred. Like it is of service for you to be putting your offers in front of people. And I think that that's like a huge thing just to touch on before we dive into the different types is to really see when we are creating sales funnels and we are setting them up, what you have to remember, like, you know, your soulmate client, like in and out, like, you know, what they need help with. Like, that's what you're there to provide. The whole thing is like, they have a pain point and you provide a solution. So it's always about focusing on that solution and what is the end goal for your customer or for your client. So a lot of the time, you know, people sort of forget this, but it's like, okay, there's different levels that people are going to be at and where are you going to meet them on their journey? And a lot of the time in the coaching world, it's just like go high ticket. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with, I have high ticket. Like I'm so for it. But I think as well, remembering like there's so many different options and things that you can put together. That's really going to meet people where they're at. And then that's where you can be setting up your sacred funnels that it's going to meet people in different stages of their journey, but it's always going to be nurturing them around a particular pain point and providing different levels of the solution. So taking them through that ascension model, essentially of your product suite. So, you know, this is like, if you're beginning and then here and then here and then here, like going through those steps. So that's like just an overarching thing, just to get a good picture in your head around, okay, why are we setting this up? What are we doing with it? And then recognizing that there are different ways for us to be setting them up. So there's a whole bunch. Um, I love to name my sales funnels after crystals. Um, Just for me, it's just like such a vibe and each crystal like infuses its own energy. So there's five main ones that I focus on the moonstone funnel, which is also like, it can be thought of as like an SLO funnel. It's like a self-liquidating offer. Um, so basically like this one is like sort of like new beginnings for those that want to opt in, look to change all of that sort of stuff. So this one is where someone has like a lead magnet. So like an opt in something for free. Um, and then you're progressing them through. So they opt in for something for free and then you present them with the opportunity to purchase something and then the opportunity to upsell. So then, okay, you love this. How about this next piece of the puzzle? Um, and then progressing them through like that. So that's one option. Um, another one is the selenite. So that is like a product launch. So if you are launching something into the market, looking at doing like a three-part training funnel. So essentially that's where we're going through. We're educating, we're clearing the confusion a lot like selenite, like really clearing out the energy, right? So people who are interested in working with you, but they don't really know, and they're not really sure. And they don't maybe don't even know their pain point that much, let alone that you are the solution that's where we can go through and do that three-part training funnel. So day one, teach and educate, provide value. Day two, day three, and then launching off the back of it. So really opening up the offer on that last day. Um, There's the Apophyllite. So that's a webinar funnel. So that's like high vibration, energy, letting go of worry, all of that sort of stuff. I love webinar funnels. I enjoy teaching them so much. Um, I love like, you know, doing webinars myself. I find them to just be a beautiful experience Um, and they are full of energy. And that's what it's all about is like, you know, someone can come, they can opt in and you can do these live and then you can set them up as evergreen, obviously as part of your funnel. So you're not presenting a webinar every minute of your life, Um, but having your webinar set up that then opens up the doors to whatever your program is. Um, And then looking at like a Labradite and that's like more of a membership type funnel. So an ongoing transformation um, change that you're going to create over a longer time. So 
that's an option where somebody would look at, you know, maybe setting up maybe a free trial or even like what you were saying before, which was an accident, but like you sold something for a dollar. Um, you could have like a dollar for like a two week trial. So think about like Netflix and things like that. Like they do this really well, like, Hey, do a 30 day trial. And then you're on that ongoing membership. Um, and then my last one that I love to focus on is Citrine and of course Citrine abundance. So this one really links into your high ticket. So looking at, you know, high ticket, two-step application. So going through having like a video sales letter, um, and giving people that higher level of support. So it's application only, but they are still going through that funnel process. So getting them to opt in, and getting them to do the application and then you know next page of the funnel are you offering them something what's what's the next step for them what sort of nurturing are you giving them and then the funnel maybe turns into you know getting on the phone with them and things like that so it can move away or you could have other people doing that for you but again it all just comes back down to setting up those systems that serve you I love that. That is so cool. I love that you, you have, you know, different names based on crystals. It's just like such nice energy and you explain them so well. I think most of us are already doing some form of funnel and we don't even realize it to be fair. And a lot of the time very manually as well. And that's the thing is, and like, like commendations to you if you're doing that and I've been there and I know it really well where it's like you you do have a funnel but that funnel is kind of you doing all of the things my biggest thing is and I see it a lot like even women who have like six-figure businesses and they're killing it but they're also killing themselves you know and it's kind of heading in that burnout direction which I've been there like I've been to burnout town it's not a fun place um you know and it's it's really about like okay how can you set up things that are going to give you some of that freedom back in your like let's face it like we started these businesses to create these realities that we desire a lot of the time that does center around freedom but a lot of the time in the hustle of creating everything we almost forget that and then we get very caught up in like the doing and fulfillment and all that sort of stuff that we actually forget like wait a sec I did want to create freedom in my life. I did want to create space and, you know, for yourself and for your family and your friends and even for you to be able to have the space to get those beautiful downloads to come in to create something else, like creating space for that and that sustainability and the scalability side of your business. That's why this is important. Yeah. Amazing. And I guess, you know, touching on the automation process because, I think a lot of the times we can be quite reactive. So we do things, you know, rather than setting them up for the future, putting in like the work at the beginning to set it up. So if people are listening right now and are doing it quite manually, what, what sort of steps do they need to take to start automating, you know, some of their funnels? Great question. Um, and it, that's so normal too. So if you're in that boat and you're like, oh, I've got all the things, but I'm just doing it all manually. Like, I don't want you to beat up on yourself, like celebrate yourself. That's amazing because guess what? You've got all the moving pieces. Now you just need to put the time in to just set it up once. And I know that that can seem energetically overwhelming or heavy or like, fuck, I don't know if I have the time for that. Like, but really think about like, do you not have the time to do that? Because like, what's it actually costing you? Cause then you're doing it every single time for every single person. And also think about the customer experience. Like if someone's, you know, purchasing something from you and they're on the other side of the world and you happen to be asleep, I don't know about you, but like I have purchased things in the past before and then not heard anything. And that little blip of like, shit, (laughs) have I just been taken for a ride? Like, is this real? Like it does come up. Like, and so you don't want that for your customers. Like you don't want them to be like sitting there for eight hours while you're sleeping being like, um, excuse me, like, am I going to get anything? Are you going to, even just a confirmation, not even like the whole product, but some sort of confirmation is a good time because then people feel like, oh, cool, safe. I know what my next steps are. So that's kind of like why it's important. And so if you have got, you know, all of the, say you've been, you know, you've got everything kind of manually happening and it's sort of all over the place. What I would recommend is really sit down and think about the customer journey. Think about the customer experience. And this is just the automation side of things. But, you know, if we're looking at that, like, okay, what do you normally take someone through and then start to pull those little moving pieces out create a Google drive that literally is like, okay, cool. Got a Google doc. And this is the five part email sequence I normally send out, or this is my onboarding email. And this is everything in it that somebody needs. Like all those little things, right? If you've got, um, I don't know, like an email, say you don't have any sales pages and stuff like that. Maybe you've got an email that you send out to prospects after a clarity call and you're giving them all the information about everything that you've talked about and the link to purchase. Like, turn that into a sales page and then set up a cart. Like if you've got like, and don't get me wrong. Like I sold out my first course, I had a zoom link and a PayPal link. I had nothing else, like literally nothing. 
So I get it, but also like, okay, invest the time into setting up, you know, things that are number one, going to make it easier for you, but are going to enhance that experience because Again, when we are setting up evergreen things too, and again, you're going to have cold people coming in. It's not just going to be people that you spoke to for half an hour on a Zoom call and they feel super safe. Like there's going to be people who have never spoken to you. They don't know who you are. They've just found your page maybe through a Facebook ad or something like that. Does it feel credible or safe or do they trust you enough if you're just like, here's my PayPal, like send it through. Or if you've got a cart that's like, you know, it says it's encrypted, you know, 100, 100% safe and secure, you know, testimonials on there. Here's a list of what you're getting, like all of that. So that they're like, mm, this feels good. Like I feel safe. I feel like I trust you, all those sort of things. So I think the biggest thing is don't stress wherever you are at is divinely perfect. If you feel called to start setting this up, start to look at, okay, individually, what have I already got as, as well for the assets and things like that with setting up an actual funnel? Like, what have you got? Like, have you already got a high ticket program? Could you set up a two-step application? Um, do you already have some sort of evergreen course that you could maybe just link your lead magnet into that, present the opportunity for someone to purchase? If you have that, is there maybe like a low ticket offer you could just like take out of it and turn it into its own little thing? Like there's so many ways for us to grab what we've already got work and get it to actually work for us rather than us working for it. I love that. That is so like such a, a good, and it's like a, you can do it in your own time. You don't have to like, as you said, it doesn't have to be instant. You can just start looking at what you've already got. And, and I think too, a lot of the times we set things up, but we don't think, okay, well, if I was the customer, when I go to purchase things, how, like, what makes me feel like I trust that person? I think yeah. we sort of, we do, and we don't do that. We just sort of no. set things up that's easy. Yeah, and we trust ourselves. We know ourselves. We know, and I see this so much, and this is a big thing I have talked to clients about, like if they're doing like a low ticket offer, right? So something that's like small, like 7 or $27, they, I've seen this so much. They're like, okay, cool. So like, I'll just put like a couple of paragraphs on the page and people will buy because it's only like $7. And it's like, no, like you've got to realize the people who are buying the $7 offer are probably going to be harder to convince than the people buying your $7,000 offer because they don't know you. They don't trust you yet. So put the time and energy into crafting out the sales message. Talk about the pain points. Paint the picture of what's possible for them. Like really work it through and show them the experience and put a picture of yourself. Like create that trust, create the credibility. If you've got testimonials, put it on there. Like put the time and effort in because like I said, like you know the work you do is beautiful. You know what you do is amazing. You know that you're a good person, but someone who doesn't know you doesn't know that. You're just another face on the internet. So how can you create and craft that experience in a set in a sales funnel like really build that trust within a minute you know yeah I love that and it's funny I was literally talking about this yesterday like um I had a client call and he was creating content and I just said when you create it that person pretend that they have no idea what you're on about and you know like a like an essay when you're at school and the teacher said I know the topic and you're writing it to me but pretend that you're writing it to someone that has no idea what you're talking about. And then you, you kind of have a different perspective on the, like the content you create or the information you give off. So I love that. It's, it's just simplifying it too, as well. Yeah. People don't know what, you know, people don't know you the way, you know, you like really break it down. And I think as well, that links in so much with like, really understand the value of what you do know too, because I think a lot of the time we forget that and we go, Oh, same thing. If it's like a $27 offer, like, Oh, it's $27. Like that's okay. And, but for some people that's a lot. Like I remember the first thing I ever bought, like in the online coaching world was $49. And I remember at the time I was really nervous about that. Like I was like, Oh shit. Like I was just out of uni. Like I didn't have a lot of money. And I was like, fuck, that's like, Oh, I could go towards groceries this week. Like the stress, like, and it was a money mindset course. So like the irony of it, but, and it was so beneficial, but like at the time I was so nervous about that. So really recognizing that just because to you, it might not be a lot of money or just because to you, you know, there's a lot of value in that course. Make sure that you are communicating that so that someone, when they do pay that $27, they're like, Oh, what a, like they feel like, Oh my God, what a bargain. Like energetically exchange. Like you want it to be even, you want to really over deliver, provide so much value so that they're like, Oh, I feel so good about spending this money and everything that I'm receiving in exchange. Not just like, you're going to get five videos from me. Cool. Like send me your money, you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting because like I was the same, like purchasing, you know, you just go, 
oh, no, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next. I'll buy that next week. And then it gets to next week and you're like, you've already spent the money. So it's like, and I think at the same time too, we can't expect everyone to have the same mindset as us when we're, you know, creating our offers and, and, and creating the sales pages and building the funnels. So if I'm a newbie and I'm starting out my business, what are some of the tips uh, you could give to someone looking to start setting up like automating? Cause I mean, if I had, a, you know, heard from you the first time I ever started my business, I mean, this would be incredible right now. I would be, everything would be automated. <laughs> yeah. But what, what sort of tips would you give or, or where should people start when they're looking at building funnels? Um, what's the sort of the best, I guess, route to take when, when they're looking to start setting this process up? Yeah, so good. And that's that you're such a good point too, where it's like, you know, if you are just getting started, like celebrate that shit because like you're going to be so ahead of the game because you're going to start to put pieces in place rather than later when you're like, Fuck, I didn't do any of it. Now you're like trying to catch up. And again, if you are tell if you're that person who's like, shit, I haven't done any of this, don't stress either. Like again, you're divinely where you're meant to be. So it works both, it works beautifully whichever way you are. Because if you're already ahead but you don't have anything, you've got all the assets. But if you had just getting started and you don't have anything, then you're getting the knowledge before you kick it off. Um so essentially, like if you're just getting started, you want to think about, so with a, um, with a sales funnel, there's different elements of it. So there's four different things that we really want to be thinking about. So, you know, obviously you need to have the place where there's going to be the sales page. So something that's actually going to host the message, like the actual thing that people see. So that's one element of it. We have to have the element that is going to be the checkout. So the place that is going to have the money coming through where the purchase actually happens, that transaction, we need to have some sort of fulfillment element. So by that, and I'll go into examples for each one, but by that, what I mean is like something that actually fulfills what someone has purchased. So how are they getting it? How are they accessing it? And then the follow-up element. So then, okay, if they don't purchase in the funnel, don't be like, peace out. So you never like, what are you then going to do? Like, how are you going to continue to nurture them? Because again, they might not be ready. It might not be divine timing just at that point, but it will be at some point. I've had people who have like opted in for something two years ago and never done anything. And then two years later been like, Hey, Oh, I just want to do private coaching with you. Like my highest ticket thing. Like, Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? So you want to keep nurturing them. You don't just want to just ignore them. So with that, so with each of those things, so your sales page, there's so many different platforms, but like examples of them. So like ClickFunnels, that's what I use in my business. Kajabi, Kartra, Squarespace, Shopify, all those sort of things. Lead pages. I used to use lead pages all the time. Um, they're all really good. So that's where you can be creating out. And there's, again, there's different tiers in terms of investments and things like that too. Like I'm pretty sure like Squarespace is like $12 a month. So like not a lot. And then up to like 200, depending. Um, so that's like looking at your sales page element. If we're then looking at your checkout, so your cart purchase again, like I said, when I got started, like I was a PayPal gal, so no shame, but you want to obviously be setting up things that can do this for you. So you're not having to manually set and send out your PayPal link every day. Um, so again, so if you're on Shopify, guess what? Those two crossover, like Shopify has the cart checkout. I think Squarespace has some sort of thing like that as well. WooCommerce, if you're on a WordPress site, um, ClickFunnels has it, Kajabi has it, Kartra, I'm pretty sure has it as well. So like that, Kartra is like an all-in-one, I'm quite sure as well. So all of those are very sorted. So that's super easy. Um, again, if you don't have those integrations, then things like Thrivecart, Samcart, like they're standalone. Um, so that's that second element. And then looking at the third is your fulfillment. So we can go like baby, baby, very getting started. Don't want to spend a lot of money. Facebook group, beautiful. Deliver in there. That's what I did when I got started. Great. I'll do my live calls in there and I'll put a link to a Google doc. Like that's how I started, but you can scale that up. So again, like Kajabi, Teachable, Kartra, all those sort of things that are going to have, you know, the course where it's being hosted. Um, so that's going to be your fulfillment piece. And then that last piece, the follow-up. So really looking at that is going to be more like your email service providers. So platforms that are then going to have like email nurture sequences that can be triggered automatically. Um, I personally use active campaign. There's convert kit, um, Kartra again, Kajabi has an element MailChimp. If you want to start for free MailerLite, Flowdesk, like these are all examples that work. So the biggest thing is those four pieces of what you need to do. Pick the solution that works for you. There's no, you have to do it this way. You've just got to be able to integrate those four pieces. Um, a lot of them, and I was talking to someone about this yesterday, a lot of them 
like when I got started, there was like zero integration, like nothing spoke to anything. And it was very hard. Whereas now like everything's like, we're best friends with everybody. And all the platforms just beautifully connect so seamlessly. But if they don't, then you can use a platform like Zapier, which has a lot of beautiful crossovers and integrations. So it's kind of like I was explaining this, like a safety pin. So like if you've got one platform and another and they don't speak, Zapier is like a safety pin that just hooks them together and then it lets it just communicate. So it's a lot easier than it used to be. So those are like, yeah, your four elements um, that you really want to think about. And yeah, no matter where you're at in your journey, whether again, like I said, you're someone that's like got all the things or you're just getting started, those four elements are for you either way. It doesn't matter because that's all that you really need to think about. And then you start to put those pieces together around the offers that you actually want to funnel someone through. I love that. And that's just such an easy step process people can take to implement into their business. And, you know, there are so many platforms out there and it's interesting because I mean, I had no idea. I sort of learned by, I'm a learn by doing type. So I set up Flowdesk and then I was like, how's it going to talk to like my Podia? And then I was like, I, I just searched it and it's like Zapier. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just implement yeah. this. So, yeah. you know, Google will be your best friend. Google if your yeah. best friend. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I just learn as I fucking went along, you know, and Google is just given a whole lifetime of education. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think too, like if if someone is starting out and they do have some money to invest, it is worth, you know, doing it when you first start. If not, it's still, it's okay. Like I, I think I had a Wix site and um, I use MailChimp and, you know, the fact that you use a Facebook group and your PayPal link is just incredible. Like, and you know, you've grown that up, but I mean, I think if I went back and had, you know, some money to invest, I didn't, I would, you know, implement those, those sort of strategies. So you can sort of do it either way, but I love that you just sort of started, you know, from this Facebook group, from Google Docs and a PayPal link and off you went. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. And then here we are today so far. But again, you've just got to start somewhere. And like you said, it's, it is very much like invest in your business. And again, like if you are in the digital space, like really think about it in comparison to the cost of a brick and mortar, like the overheads for that. Like if you've got to fork out $200 in expenses per month. Like that is not a lot of overhead considering what you can call it in exchange. Like you can be running like a five figure a month business on a $200, $300 a month expense. Like that's not a lot, like that's so small. So try to lean into that and reinvest into your business. So when you do get that first customer, that first client, you know, even if, I don't know, they bought something off you that's like $47, guess what? You can now sign up for lead pages. Like it's $37 a month. So that's covered, you know? So starting to look at it, like, you know, as those sales come in, where can I start to reinvest that to up level the entire systemized process? Yeah. That, it's incredible too. Cause you can literally like start a business off very little money, but if you had to start a shop and have a physical business inventory all of it like yeah it's a huge upfront whereas this is like okay there's like zero barrier to entry off you go grab your paypal link grab your facebook group you'll be fine (laughs) yeah it's just it's just so and 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 that we're so lucky to be able to do that as well like it's so blessed yeah and and that's a mindset work isn't it like oh i don't want to spend any money i want to try and be as frugal as possible and start this business i was a little bit this like that when i first started and now i'm just like nope i can't get anywhere if i don't have these systems that's it yeah yeah. I remember with MailChimp, I was like, I hate MailChimp so much. I, I can't do it. So I just had to buy something. Cause I was just like, That's I can't. It. Yeah. And you've got to think about that from an energetic perspective too. Like if you're like frugally trying to save all of your pennies, which I understand when you're getting started, that that is a lot of the mindset, but do your money mindset work, do your inner work. Because if you are doing that, but then you're hating the experience that you've set up in your business, like you're on a low vibe. So then you're not at the vibration that you need to be to be calling in people who will want to pay you. Like, so it's about up-leveling that as well and going, okay, step into that energy of like, when I invest in my business, like I call in 10 times the amount that I invest. Like that's the vibe. That's my truth. Like I'm not available for anything else. Like that's the place that you want to be in. And when you operate from that space, you're going to call in more people, more sales, more money anyway. I love that. That is, yeah, it's incredible advice too for someone just starting out because it can be like to part your money when you're first starting a business, especially if you don't know if it's going to, where it's going to go, it can be, you know, quite a blocker. And sometimes you just got to, I remember like my first official coaching um, investment was Ruby and it was like 10K and I did not have 10K. Like by the time it all added up, I did a payment plan, but I was like, 
I just, I don't know. I just didn't think I just did it and it ended up being the best thing that I ever did. So it's yeah, just, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. that's it. It's crazy how when you kind of overcome that and just dive in you, and you make the most of it too when you're investing. Like if you're investing in a website or, you know, a system and it's automating your processes and it's, you, you'll spend the time setting it up because you've paid mm-hmm. for it rather than a free trial or, you know, something like that. Definitely. So I love that. So if, if someone's thinking right now, okay, I am like super overwhelmed by the thought of a sales funnel, what sort of advice would you give to that person? I know like you've said, you know, take your time with it. If, if you've already got things that are quite um, manual, you know, you don't have to do it overnight and, and get it all mm. set up. So I'd love to, for you to share some advice to everyone listening if they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Honestly, my biggest advice here is like, take a deep breath, like all together now, <sighs> let it out and then rewrite the story. Like honestly, rewrite the story that you're telling yourself because the overwhelm is not real. Like the overwhelm, the overwhelm is literally a story that you're telling yourself. It's an experience in your mind. That's not actually there. Everything is only as hard as we choose for it to be. So you can choose to allow it to be easy. And like, even when I was just going through that before, like I gave five different examples of funnels and you could choose to listen to this podcast and go, holy shit, like so many funnels. Oh my God, how, how overwhelming. Or you could choose to listen to the part where I was like, there's only four things you need to think about. It's so easy. Pick what feels aligned with you. Like which way do you want to feel into this? And I think it's really important to, like we were talking about before, recognize again, divine timing for everything and trust what you're guided to. So if you're feeling called to it, like Again, you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to go off and set up those five funnels. Like just pick one, like what one feels really good to you based on number one, the way you want to show up, what feels in alignment. That's so important to me that it feels in alignment, that you're authentically showing up in the way that you connect with your audience and it's in integrity. So those are very core values for me. So that's what we always want is like, if you don't like the idea of, I don't know, doing like a free trial into a, and you don't even have a membership and now you're like, oh shit, now I have to have a membership. So I can do a free trial. Don't do that. Like think about it. Do you love like me? Like, do you love teaching webinars? If so, beautiful teacher webinar and then turn it evergreen. And this is the thing too, like take your time with it. Like if you don't have, you know, like assets, like course assets and things like that to put into your funnel, what can you do that you can teach it live to your organic audience and then take it and put those pieces together. So I'm still a big advocate for that. Like launch a course, create all the materials as you teach it, like fill the spots, beautiful, create as you teach. And then you've got all these amazing assets to then turn into an evergreen funnel, but you're already being paid because you've already got all these people in the course, like brilliant. Like, so it's about, again, like how can we allow this to be easy? not available for overwhelm. Like, and I get it because that is the story. Like that's the story that we all believe. And it's my biggest mission because I just see it so much, especially with female entrepreneurs, especially in the solo led business space where they've just built their businesses literally off the back of Instagram. They've launched their faces off and now they don't know what to do because they're like, okay, this was going good. And now I feel like it's tapering out. And if I stop launching, I'm not going to make any money and everything's going to crumble. Like, they've just that but they've sort of bought into the story that that was easier even though it's not it's just upfront energy and that's for me with the money side of things the energetic exchange like it's upfront energy to set it up but again you're setting it up once so then energetically you keep receiving over time you keep calling in the money so like I said, like set up things that are going to allow money to flow to you. So maybe that is teaching, you know, something live or having a mastermind or taking on some private clients. That's going to set you in a place where you feel really abundant. So that then you can go, okay, this many hours a week, I'm going to dedicate to sitting down and building out my funnel, but you feel supported in that. I love that. It's just amazing advice. And I think you've inspired everyone just to sort of take a step back in their business in general and just go, well, this is mine and I have this choice. And I love that you're like, sell the course and then create the content. Because for me, I was always a very like, have to have everything ready to go. And now I'm just like, well, then if no one buys it, I haven't created this course that I can't sell. So it's, it's, it's a great way to look at it too, because then, you know, you've, you've created it once, you've showed up live, you've got that live energy, and then you can then continue to sell it while you sleep. So I love that. It's just a really easy way to look at it. So I love how you blend strategy and spirituality because it's just, it makes business not only like you feel you're in control, but you feel quite calm. So I guess it's that masculine and feminine energy, which I love. So can you explain a little bit more about how you do this in your business and why it's important to have these two elements? 
Yes, of course I can. I love talking about this. So I I am someone for a long time, I made it bad in my mind that I was a lot in my masculine because I love systems. Like I love process, obviously it's now what, and I've owned it fully and it's amazing now, but for a while there, I made that a really bad thing where I, I couldn't figure it out myself where I was just like, Oh, if I'm in my masculine, then I'm too like, you know, systemized and everything like that. Like I made it bad. And also I think as well for a long time there, like the feminine got so popped on this pedestal of like, just be in flow, just call it in. Like, which I'm so here for that. Like, I love it. But I think sometimes people go so far with it, but then they're like, oh my God, demonize the masculine. Like "Mm -mm, we don't do any of that. There's no doing here. And I'm like, okay, for me, manifesting is like, two pieces like there's the action and there's the alignment so like there's the there's the the steps that you're taking and there's a surrender and the knowing like knowing that the universe is going to like fill in the little gaps like so really leaning into that so for me my business really just flourished when i learned to go hang on a sec i love the masculine side of things i get to infuse the divine feminine into that and to really bring forward those beautiful spiritual practices that support the masculine and vice versa. Because then when I lean into the masculine and I get into that beautiful doing energy and I set up the systems and the spreadsheets and the funnels and all that beautiful stuff, that creates space for the feminine. So by me setting up systems, routines, schedules, processes, all the masculine things, I'm creating space for myself to sit for three hours and to do my sage and my Palo Santo and to pull my Oracle cards and all that stuff. And to then allow these beautiful downloads to come through. So for me, like, and I know that you talk a lot about content creation, my content creation process is structured in terms of when I, like I sit down and I'm like, okay, on a Friday today, I'm going to sit down for three hours and I'm just going to channel out all of this beautiful flow. But then and the same thing for writing sales pages and everything like that. Like it's so spiritual for me. Like I am not even kidding when I say I listen to the same song on repeat for like three hours while I write a sales page, like literally. And I will sit and I will, I will like say like to the universe, like, thank you so much. Like I literally like close my eyes. Like I move my arms around. I bring them to my third eye and I say like, thank you so much universe for allowing me to script this message out. Thank you for channeling through me. Thank you for giving me the message that is so needed by the person that is waiting for me to create this course. Like I'm so grateful to be the channel for that. And that just sets me in such a place of alignment. And then the structural part is like, okay, well now I've got three hours to do it, but I have that structure because I've created my business to allow for that space. You see? So like, having the masculine gives me the space to do all these beautiful rituals, to sit down, to channel, to let the content come through. And then I bring the masculine back in where I'm like, okay, cool. Now what am I going to do with this? Where am I going to put it? Where's it going? How can I set this up? All those sort of things. So that's how I just go in and out of those two things. But honestly, like, trust me. And again, when, before I really fully accepted and stepped into this fully embodied version of myself, I would swing like a pendulum. Like I would be so in my masculine and I'd think I was fine. And then my partner, James would be like, okay, whoa, like you need to just like fucking go meditate, do some breath work, have an orgasm, like whatever you got to do, bring your shit back because you're lost in there. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm totally fine. Like, like trying to like hype and just like on this fucking mission. And then I'd be like, oh, and then I'll have like, you know, a day where I'm like, I'm so stressed. And it's like, yeah, because you haven't honored any of the feminine stuff, you know? So that for me is where I had to work on it the most. It was never really the other way because I'm, I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm an achiever. So my whole thing is like, go, 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 go all the time. So it was never really that I was like too in flow and too chilled out and not taking action. It was more the other way. But when I really started to realize like, Hey, I can blend those two. I don't have to be either or that's when the magic happened and it all expanded. Oh, amazing. It's so inspiring because I am the same. I'm very masculine energy. And I think that comes back from like, I mean, I studied journalism. I did corporate. It's all very like, go, go, go. You know, the no, journal no. life is just insane. So, <laughs> I um, a semester. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not doing this. <laughs> I think for me, it was um, my placement at one of the um, TV networks. And I was just like, I don't think I, I don't think I'm built for this. Oh, <laughs> like it's God. just. No. Anyway, it it, like it is good. Like it's just crazy. But yeah, it's so good to like sort of embrace those two sides of our personalities. And it's interesting when you said, you know, with your content creation that, you know, you step into those downloads and then you have the structure. Because I think 
either you're really, really systematic or like, this is how people say it. They're really, really systematic or they're like, I can't do structure. So Mm -hmm. I love that you, you know, allow people and and teach people how to use those two to -hmm. work together. So I guess my next question, because I do love talking about content before we wrap up is, and you've sort of answered half of it, but what are the things that you do to keep your content consistent? Because, you know, you've got a lot of channels that you show up on. You've got like a huge community that you create content for. So I'd just be really keen. And obviously one of them is batching or doing content creation on a Friday, which I love. So I would would love to know more about some of the things you do. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like I said, Friday for me, and I did that intentionally because like, I want Fridays to be fun. Floyd, I don't take, I I do podcast interviews like this, but I don't do calls or anything like that. No, like intense meetings or anything like this to me is really fun. Um, so for me, Fridays are always super, I want them to be fun. So I made that my content creation day, um, where I do really do that. So I go, like I said, I go through and I do all of my rituals and everything like that. And then I sit down and I, it, as well, I will touch on this too. It kind of links in with what we were saying before. I made it bad for a really long time, the way that actually felt good to me to create. So what I mean by that is like, I get downloads all the time. Like I'll be in the shower or I'll be on a walk or whatever, like all over the place. And I'll get like this burst of like, oh my God, this huge thing comes through. And I will just like put it straight down in my phone. Like I can channel a whole, like, I don't know, email, Instagram caption, whatever but I just get it all out. I made that bad for a long time, writing it in the notes in my phone, which I'm an Apple gal. So that speaks beautifully to my Mac. So your notes app. Um, I made that a bad thing. I was like, no, you need to be writing it in a Google doc, which is linked to your Asana board, which is then scheduled out in later. Like I made it that it had to be very structured from the upfront. And it wasn't until I was like, this feels so hard and awful. Why am I making this so difficult for myself? But then I was like, okay, how can I make this easier? So my biggest thing was like, okay, I love to show up in a variety of ways. I'm weird. I love to write. I love being on video and I love talking. So like, I'm just like, I love content to be honest. Um, so <laughs> a lot of people though, it's for you guys, like you might be more swayed to writing or to audio or to video. So biggest thing, tap into what you like. Like I said, I channel a lot of downloads, so it's super easy for me to just write. So what I do is I look at like top down. So for me, my biggest form of written content is email. Um, So all those downloads, like I put them long form and I decide like, okay, beautiful. I've I've channeled it out. I've done my, you know, three hours of writing or whatever. Then I take it and then I put it into those places. So then I put it into the Google drive as an email and I give it to my team and I say, great, this has to go out on this day. Then I take little sections of that email maybe half of it. And then I put that into Asana and we've got it all scheduled out for Instagram. And I'm like, great, this is the post for this. And I pop a little photo in there and I don't schedule it. I used to, don't get me wrong. I was a one woman team for a really long time. Now I'm very blessed. I've got people that support me. So then my team takes it and they do schedule it in later. So all those things I thought I had to do upfront, they're now happening, but after the flow state. So that makes it really easy for me. And then you know, I guess I do show up in a lot of places. I've also got the podcast. And like, for me, again, I do a podcast episode every week, but that doesn't mean I'm recording once a week. Like sometimes I'm just in a flow state and I'll sit down and I'll record like two or three episodes in one go, like, cause it's just coming out, you know? So I like to be ahead as much as I can there, as much as I can on everything. And sometimes I'm not like, let's be real. Like I'm human. And sometimes things just get out of hand and you're like, oops, like got to get ahead again. But I like to be a week to two weeks ahead if I can. Um, but again, not from that place of making it bad if I'm not, you know, really just leaning into like, okay, let this be easy, let this be easy. And when I let it be easy, then I end up getting further ahead anyway. So it's really about just like really think about what works for you. Oh, and then obviously the repurposing piece. So like, you know, if, oh, if I do, so for me, I do like an Instagram live. I then, and that's on a, normally on a Friday, I did it yesterday because we launched, I launched a new course, but so what I would do is I do the live that becomes an IGTV video, download the video, save the video. You can repurpose the video wherever you want, but you can also transcribe it again. A thing that's come a really long way is transcription services. My God. Um, transcribe the audio. Like I did a training not that long ago, um, in a mastermind and I, in Ruby's mastermind actually, and I am taking that audio, transcribing it, turning it into an ebook. And then I might take little sections and put that into Instagram to promote the ebook, you know, things like that. So whatever you like the most video, audio written, pick that and then lean into it and figure out ways that you can then take sections and pop them after you've 
let that flow state come through. Oh my gosh. You speak in my language. I loved everything you just said. Like the whole taking your email, creating social media captions out of, this is what I just tell everyone. Like you, when you create one piece of content, you can get so much more out of it than you think. And I think, cause we're always consistently creating, 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 we don't take a step back and look at, okay, well, where can I use this? So I love I that. The biggest story that comes up there too. I've seen this so much. I used to battle with it when I was first getting started. Is that like, Oh no, like I can't put it on Instagram and email. What yeah. if somebody reads the wrong thing? Uh, no, <laughs> that's a beautiful thing if they do. Cause guess what? It takes several times for someone to actually read a message for it to even sink in. And the likelihood of them actually seeing it, unless they're like a diehard fan with like notifications on, on every single platform, they're likely only going to see it in one place anyway. So I believe it's like a disservice if you don't repurpose it because they might miss it in their email inbox, but they catch it on Instagram or vice versa, you know? So see it as being of service to use your message in multiple places. Yeah. Amazing. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining. I've loved chatting with you. It's been incredible. How can people find you, work with you, all of the things? Oh, thank you. I've loved this chat so much. Um, so you can come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at Tay Ray official, T-A-Y-R-A-E official. Um, and you can head to my website as well, taylorray.com.au. I've got that course I was just talking about, Your Sacred Funnel. The doors are open at the moment. Um, yeah, it's literally the Moonstone Funnel. Like it's walking through the four phases of building that out over four weeks. So it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be so divine. I'm so excited about it. Um, so yeah, you can head to the website, come hang out on Instagram. The website will take you to the podcast and all that good stuff as well. So super easy. Amazing. Thank you so much. I've loved it. Oh, thank you, honey. Oh my gosh, you guys, how amazing is Taylor? And she just really breaks down those sales funnels. Like, oh my gosh. So, you know, key takeaways, are sales funnels are not sticky and icky and gross. You can start wherever you need to. And at whatever stage is you're always at the right place at the right time. So don't stress if you haven't got them all set up, take your time to automate the process. You know, I still don't have some automated and I'm I took a lot from Taylor's episode and I've been implementing a lot into my business, you know, up sales and, and email funnels and those things. So just take your time. It's okay if you, you know, you feel like you don't have it all together at the moment. So definitely have to go back and listen to this one a couple of times because when you're starting to set them up, just go back and listen to what Taylor says and, and the types of funnels that you could create. You know, she breaks down those funnels and has beautiful, you know, spiritual names for them, which makes them really, really fun. So, oh, I loved that chat with Taylor. I just had such a beautiful connection with her. So make sure you go and follow her on Instagram um, and check out, you know, her masterminds and her, you know, her programs because she definitely has incredible energy. So definitely definitely check her out and of course you know always remember and always make sure you be a content queen or king and remember that developing your content develops your business thank you so much for joining me today and please don't forget to share this with all your freelancer business and writing friends you can do this by adding it to your insta stories and tagging me at content queen underscore mariah or by simply telling them about it if you rate and review this on whatever platform you're listening to it on, it'll go a long way to sharing my podcast message. And of course, I'll shout you out on the show. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn and, and just let me know if there's any topics you want me to talk about in the future. I'd love to hear from you. Enjoy the rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye.